0: If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. food. First, IHOP rolled out biscuits uh, on their menu nationwide Mm. for the first time to try to help with slow sales. Choices include bacon, egg, and cheese, chicken biscuit with pickle chips and country gravy, and strawberries and cream biscuit filled with cheesecake mousse, strawberries, and syrup. And second, did you hear paper straws aren't any better than plastic? Yeah, they say they're full of forever chemicals. And finally, in the world of food, you never know who might show up at your favorite local coffee shop. Ed Sheeran worked as a barista at a Starbucks in Seattle to debut pumpkin spice lattes and his autumn variation project that's coming out later this month. If someone says the name, I'm just going to write completely different name. (laughs) How did I do? You did amazing. That sounds totally like something you would do. Same sense of humor. Yeah. Your, your name is, is Christopher. Okay. I'm going to put Bob. So when we call Bob, this is your coffee. That's totally a Kevin move. You and Ed were separated at birth.
1: I'm reading a book right now. It's about a woman who's a recluse and she doesn't understand how like society operates. And she goes to order a coffee and the guy says, name please. And she says, why do you need my name? And he goes, cause I'm going to write it on your drink. She goes, I don't think I need to divulge that personal information to you. I'm perfectly capable of identifying my own drink after you make it. <laughs> so she That's fin- a funny
0: premise. She finally gives her
1: name and this guy that she works with is behind her. His name is like Ralph. And they say, what's your name? He goes, Raul. <laughs> Ed Sheeran working at a Starbucks. That's cool.
0: Coming up, know anyone who met their birth parents as an adult? Hey, this is your Guaranteed to Put You in a Good Mood story of the day. Good news. Do you know anyone who met their birth parents as an adult? My mom met her mom when I was in high school. Well, check this out. Jimmy is 42, lives in Virginia. He was adopted as a kid and found out just a couple of months ago that he was part of an illegal adoption scheme. What? He was born in Chile. Taken from a hospital and eventually adopted out to a couple in the United States who had no clue. Now, thankfully, Jimmy's had a really good life. He had loving, caring parents. He's a former Marine who's now a lawyer with two kids of his own and a, a beautiful wife. But as soon as he found out what happened, he wanted to track down his birth mom in Chile. So he flew all the way there just to give her a hug. No kidding. He showed up in a full suit and carrying a bouquet of flowers. How do you hug someone in a way that makes up for 42 years of hugs? That's what you're doing in that moment. 42 years robbed. Stolen from us. What a touching reunion. Mm. I was in tears watching it. I mean, can you imagine not knowing if your son was dead or alive? And mm. then to finally get to meet your son and find out he had turned into such a fine young man. All and those Grandkids. Years later. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Wow. So do you ever find yourself being your parents, just like the TV commercial, you do stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm my mom or I'm my dad. That just happened to me. Uh-oh. Tell you what I did. I bet you do it too. We'll talk about it next. I just did it. I've become my parents. Uh, Actually, this is my what I did was my grandma. But have you ever done anything like that where you do something and you're like, my parents so did this. That's why I get this from.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I do something really frugal, Mm -hmm. my husband goes, "Okay, Sandra, which is my mom's name.
1: Every time I rip a paper towel in half, I even rip the half ones in half. Did it this morning? I think I'm not my parents. I'm my grandma. My grandmother <laughs> would do stuff like that. But what I just did, I had to drop something in the mail here at the radio station. And we have one of those mail mailboxes where it's it's a uh, like a thing in the wall. You pull it out, you put the mail in, and then you push it back, right? And it's mm-hmm. got a little angled shoot. downward chute for the old mail tiny. to drop through. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah.
0: it's an old building.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like a mailbox. You do the same thing as if you pull up to the mailbox at the post office. You put it in. You pull the door open, you put the mail in, you close it. Well, I did that, and tell me that you don't do this. You put it in, you close it, and then you open it just to check <laughs> to make sure the mail went yeah. down as if it would get stuck there, as if it wouldn't go down. My mom would do it. she always check. You always got to check, and I watched her do it. I grew up doing that, and I still do it.
0: I had never heard of that idea until we started working in this building, and you taught me that. I did. You're like, you and got I to thought, check. And I'm like, you do?
1: I thought, you know what? All the years I've been living— been quite a few decades, not once, not once has a piece of mail ever gotten stuck. Think of all the thousands (laughs) of bills and Christmas cards and thank you notes and all this other stuff that I've dropped in the mail over the course of my lifetime. Not one time has it gotten stuck and not one time have I not failed to check (laughs) to make sure that that it actually went down the chute. So yeah, I'm, I'm, as much as we don't want to admit it, That we're the progressive insurance commercial. we become our parents. (laughs) We we definitely are.
0: So we're talking about how snail mail is just so special nowadays. Like you just love getting a Mm -hmm. handwritten letter. In fact, uh, my mom went through something really tough recently where she got scammed. And my friend Heidi was like, is there anything I could do at all? Should I write her a note? Because we're trying to build her back up that everyone makes mistakes. And I said, actually, that would be phenomenal. My mom loves snail mail. Hmm. So she's going to mail her a letter an encourager, but um, I have this rule that I apply when I mail snail mail. And you've heard me say it so many times, Kev, you always add the four digits on the zip code. So most zip codes are five digits, Mm -hmm. add the dash. And then the four digits that are after that. Now a way to keep track of that, there's a zip code finder online, but you could just use, like I do use your Amazon address book as your address book. And it keeps Mm. the four digits. Well, the other day I was ordering a gift for a friend from a friend of hers and I had to mail her a check. How's that for an old sentence? And (laughs) I kept like, I'm like, why have I not heard from her? So I finally reached out, I'm like, did you get my check? She goes, nope, I haven't gotten it. And I was like, ah. I said, well, let's give it like two more days. I mailed it like over two weeks ago. And if it doesn't arrive, I'll just void that and send you a new check. And the next day it arrived and she sent me a picture of my letter, like here it is. Mm Didn't put the four digits on. Mm. If you put the four digits on, people would be like, I got your letter already. I'm like, you did? You got it already? But if you don't put the four digits, it took, and this, by the way, was a local letter. It was going like a 30-minute drive away, and it took over two weeks.
1: (laughs) You could have walked it there. You could (laughs) have. Faster than that.
0: Isn't that crazy? Hey, don't you just love it when good news spreads fast and positive things go viral? One of my favorites recently is a video of a bride on her wedding day, and her friend says, here, come here, come here, come here, I want to give you your gift early, and the bride walks over, and there, in on an easel, is a painted portrait of her and her late father, mm-hmm. and they har- had the artist put her in her wedding dress mm. it was such a wow. beautiful gift i wanted to give you your gift early what gift behind me so beautiful. she was so oh. touched to know wow. that in a, in one way yeah her dad was there on her wedding day
1: how great is that that is awesome
0: okay think about this for a minute when was the last time you got a song just stuck in your head we're going to talk about earworms next Okay, think about this for a minute. When was the last time you had a song so stuck in your head it just would not leave? The one that gets stuck in my head all the time is Kane, I'm So Blessed. I mean, that one, they say this one is one of the top earworms of all time. Oh, it's a great song. great song, but it just keeps going over and over and over. So this is interesting. They're developing an app. That's kind of like Shazam for earworms. Mm -hmm. It's going to help you. You go into the app and you hum a few bars. Like, what is this song that's stuck in my head? I don't remember which one it is. And it'll tell you. And they're still in the development stages, um, but they're going to develop for uh, Apple and Android. And I read, it's interesting, women are more likely to get earworms than men. Mm. And if music is important to you, your earworms are more likely to last a lot longer and be harder to control. Hmm. And the one trick I've been trying lately, because I get earworms all the time, so much so, my husband and I play earworm wars with each other, <laughs> like sing a bar and try to get it stuck in each other's head, and he'll do it right before I'm—he knows I'm dozing off to sleep. Um, right, but... you're
1: going to sleep. Hey, honey. Don't stop believing. Yes. And I'll go, (laughs) no. (laughs) At least he doesn't go, hey, baby shark. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: So here's what they say can cure an earworm. Okay. You have to sing happy birthday from start to finish. Like your brain (laughs) needs that that completion. No. The summation of the song when it ends then your brain will calm down and hopefully not go back to that same song that's Mm. been stuck all day.
1: I think I have terminal terminal earworms because I'll insert song lyrics into conversations all the time. And a lot of times people don't even know it was a song lyric. They'll just go, wow, that was really poetic. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my daughters, when she was little, was an expert at sneaking stuff into the grocery cart. They just like slide something into the buggy, right? Uh And you get to the cashier and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, now that they're older and they're young adults, I think they have the young adult version of that, of slipping stuff in. We're going to talk about that next. So we were talking about uh, when your kids are little, they'll slip stuff into your your buggy, your shopping cart, and like hope you don't notice. Come checkout time, that happened to us all the time. Be like, where did these eighteen bags of bugles come from? (laughs) And your kids standing there smiling. I don't know. I don't know how they got in there, Daddy. But the the grown up, uh, young adult version of that with your kids is uh, they they text you, Hey, you want to go to Costco? translation. Mm-hmm. I'd like for you to pay for me. Costco, <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> Right. And you said they always
0: say like, hey, you want to go get Chick-fil-A with me?
1: And yeah. And then my um, my one of my daughters, my youngest daughter, Tracy treats her like a living Barbie doll. April has has a body build and a figure she can wear anything. She's one of those people. She can literally wear anything and she looks great. And Tracy loves dressing her up. <laughs> so last night, Text from April, hey, you want to go look at ankle-length maxi dresses with me? (laughs) And Tracy goes to me, I'm getting better. I used to think she really wanted to go shopping with me. Now I realize I could just say, just take my debit card and she'll be happy. Yeah. Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. What's going on?
0: I just wanted to say something for Tracy. Yeah. Uh, I am an aunt, and I took my niece's shopping I can't tell you how how often. I was not blessed with kids, so I was able to share with my sister her yeah. kids. Oh, that's and awesome. And they're, they're adults now, and they never fail to say, remember when we did such and such, and we shopped all day, and remember when we did this after Thanksgiving, and blah, blah, blah. It will come back as a memory. It sure will. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling and sharing that. What a great memory you have.
0: I do have a great memory. And I want to say, I love you guys. Oh, I love you guys. guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Give them all the feels. (laughs) By the way, I love being an aunt, too. So keep up the great work. Guess who is using the subtitles on shows and movies they watch? Gen Z and millennials. Why? They like the subtitles better than any other adults in America. 18 to 29-year-olds surveyed uh, watch TV in their native language with subtitles 63% of the time. What? And a lot of times it's, I do this when British shows, their accents, I'm like, wait, what did they just say? Yes. Wait, back it up. Ah, just put the captions on.
1: There's a show we've been watching, um... Uh, Jeremy Clarkson, remember him from Top Gear? Mm-hmm. He has a show called uh, Clarkson's Farm. And there's a character on the show, a, character, a guy on the show that's one of his landscaping guys. And he says, you can't understand the word that's the guy funny. says. And they'll do montages of this guy just going like, oh, there <laughs> <laughs> And funny. you see Jeremy looking like, what is what he talking about? And he's British. <laughs>
0: Another reason Gen Z millennials are watching with subtitles is that's what they're used to. They see captions all the time. That's how oh, they watch content yeah. on their screen, screens, whether right. it's social media, YouTube, whatever. And so they just transfer that comfort level to any other screen.
1: Which would you rather, subtitles or a show dubbed over in English that's in another language?
0: Subtitles.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. We watched uh, we watched a show that was uh, dubbed, and it took us about an episode to get used to it. But once we got used to it, it was you fine. You liked it? It was way better than It wasn't reading. humorous
0: the whole time?
1: I was kind of like watching one of those old karate movies, you know, where the mouth is moving. I'm going to get you. (laughs) And the mouth keeps moving.
0: I watched a a TV show, Pachenko, and you had to read the whole thing and you don't even remember your reading. It's so good. Coming up, see if you can guess what the hottest home amenity is these days. Hey, Kev, you want to take a guess as to what is the hottest amenity these days? When it comes to real estate values, something you can have in your home that people are like, oh, that's going to make the house sell for that much more. Uh,
1: An open plan kitchen uh, living room.
0: I knew you were going to guess that. Forget the home theaters and gyms, the wine cellars and the outdoor kitchens. The hottest home amenity in luxury real estate developments is a pickleball court. (laughs) Of course this guy is in charge of a 57 billion dollar global real estate empire says pickleball is shaping the real estate industry as luxury mm. developers race to keep up with the demand mm. so you can you, you can look at real estate listings now and there's yeah. not a tennis court right there pickleball behind court. the pool it's a pickleball court
1: okay i'm gonna share with you in just a minute i'm so glad you brought this up um from real estate mogul barbara cochran you know one of the sharks she's billionaire real estate person. She says this is the number one mistake that pretty much everyone makes when they're buying a house. And it's so simple to avoid. I'll share it with you in just a minute. All right. So uh, what does real estate mogul Barbara Cochran say is the number one mistake that pretty much everyone makes when they're buying a new home? And it's so easy to avoid. Tell you what it is next.
0: Can I take a guess as to the number one real estate mistake you make Mm -hmm. when you're buying a home, according to Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is buying a new, it doesn't matter if it's new or a previously owned home. Okay. You're you're moving somewhere new.
0: Okay, this is just my wild guess. Okay. Is it walking in and in front of the other realtor going, (gasps) oh! I love it. I love this house. I've got to have it.
1: (laughs) No, that would be a mistake. Okay. But it's not the most common mistake. The most common mistake, according to Barbara, is people do not go back for a second visit. They only visit once and they got to have the house. So it's similar to what you said, I guess. And they start making an offer. She said, you go back for that second visit Mm -hmm. and kind of the honeymoon glasses are off. Yeah. And you see the flaws. The first time through, all you're seeing is the potential. And, oh, well, uh, will our will our living room furniture look great in here or what, honey? And, yeah. wow, I can see us making that that third bedroom into an office for you. That's what you're full of the first time. You go through the second time and you see, like, oh, there's some hairline cracks above the doors. I wonder if that's a foundation issue we're going to have to worry about. You see all of the flaws. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a first okay. and second date, if you think about it that way. First time, you're all starry-eyed, right? Yeah. Then you go for the second date and not so much.
0: I don't know if we saw it more than once, but we sure had it inspected.
1: I would, I like I'd Big be time. Like the, and Glenn guys... showed
0: up and inspected it with the inspector.
1: Yeah. So he went back again, at least yeah, once. Yeah. Because you have
0: that, um, what's it called? You got like a couple of days. I forget yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the real estate term.
1: Grace or something, a um, couple of days, due diligence. Or, yeah. Is due is diligence. That what it's no, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: But we, I mean, when we got our house, it was like, it was a bidding war. With our, who are now our best friends across the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> could have been ugly. <laughs> they wanted our
0: house and they ended wow, up having to buy you, the one across the street instead. And you
1: outbid them. Do you ever bring that up? Like, yeah, well,
0: we outbid you. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually we got ours in first. Oh, was got the you. big thing. Gotcha. So anyhow,
1: if you're in the market, that's the biggest mistake she's saying people make. Go back for that second visit hmm. with your reality goggles on and you might have, might avoid a big mistake.
0: So I was uh, seeing that one of the real estate mistakes to say you make is overlooking the extra and hidden costs, and mm. I think that's what's so nice about buying a home with a husband who's a uh, feeling certified financial planner, mm-hmm. because whenever we would, because we, it's embarrassing, but we kept our eyes out for a new house for ten years. Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, but we loved what we had, so it was like hard to give it up. We had everything we needed. But um, one thing he would always do is we'd look at a house and he would research any HOA fees. He would tell me what the taxes were going to be every year. And then I would say, "Okay, I see the price of that house, babe. What is the carrying costs? In other words, by the time you paid for maybe a bigger electric bill and Mm. the roof is going to be more expensive to replace because it might be a little tiny bit bigger home or whatever it was, plus HOA. So then Hmm. it was very blatant, like what we were getting ourselves into ahead of time, which is always nice.
1: Your HOA bill is higher than your house payment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know when that happens? In um, like townhomes and condominiums.
1: No kidding.
0: The HOA fees are, they're like so scary. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Kev, it's your favorite argument in history. What temperature do you keep the thermostat in your house? Um, there's new scientific proof as to where it should be. For older adults, I was like, oh, I got to tell them." Right, well, this. I'll tuck it, this
1: away for 20 years from now.
0: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they said they they studied people um, for 11,000 nights. And these okay. were adults 50 oh. to 65. Well, I'll
1: tuck it away for 30 years from now then. <laughs>
0: And they said the ideal sleep for most people is anywhere from 60 to 67 degrees. No, you're going to sleep better. No. You spend less time tossing and turning. Uh-uh. But then this new research said that older adults in particular, because you always say I'm turning into an old man. I'm, little always I so am. Cold, I'm a little old man <laughs> may benefit from slightly warmer temperatures at night. This is a wide range between 68 and 77 degrees yes what do you guys keep it at
1: uh we keep it at we keep it set at 71 but mm-hmm. i have a little digital thermometer and in our bedroom it gets it, if we set it at 71 that means it's 68 in our bedroom Ooh, and okay. i am well, freezing you're in,
0: you're in the range no and no, no. they say for most people 75 degrees is just too hot to sleep
1: that's perfect for me perfect <laughs> On the rare opportunity that I've traveled alone, I always set the thermostat on seventy-five, and it's glorious. I love it.
0: I don't think I solved your argument.
1: <laughs> no, you just threw you threw gasoline on the fire.
0: You know, a lot of us, when it comes to AI, artificial intelligence, we immediately are like screech, screech, like mm-hmm. writer's strike, yeah. and mimicking voices, right, that no kind kidding. of stuff. But guess what? Our producer Griffin says. He found a new aspect of AI that he thinks we're gonna like.
1: Hmm. Well, the jury's gonna be out on that <laughs> till we hear more. We'll talk to Griff next. Griff jumped in the studio with us. You've got the latest on AI that you think we're going to like—artificial intelligence. Oh what is yeah, it? I, I think you're going to be big fans. Okay, I, I know you guys are really big fans of uh, Zoom meetings, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> you yes. yeah. love those, right? Can't wish, stand wish we them. could have two or three every day.
0: I like turn into a, like a different person on yeah. Zoom. Why I'm does everyone wave as... with
1: two hands on Zoom? Why do people do that? I don't know. It's like all of a sudden they're like. Ugh.
0: I always start if Bye. I try to chime in, like get brave enough. To to be the extroverted version of myself uh-huh. it won't turn green and like nobody hears me I'm like, <laughs> zoom is out to get me well so, Go- give google, us the
1: latest yeah google just announced that there's a new feature that they have with the ai they're developing the ai can attend these meetings for you <gasps> Ooh, tell me more no it'll way. attend the meetings for you it'll take notes and then provide you with a summary after the meeting. But wait, wait, wait. Does it give the illusion to the other people in the meeting that you're actually there? I'm not sure how. I think there's like an avatar, like a little picture of you or something. (laughs) And you can even, before the meeting, you can type in some notes or or questions, and AI will present those. (laughs) No way! And then you'll get a summary at the end. Is AI smart enough to like, if you type in a type in a question like ask this question 5 minutes into the meeting what if they go please save your questions till the end and then you're like i have a question yeah, <laughs> because I you told ai to do that no. then you just look like the opposite of whatever ai is
0: plus kev has this i'm going to out you on your zoom strategy what you turn on your camera and you're like <laughs> and you try oh to make God. everyone laugh and you got you like leave everyone with a zinger and then you turn your camera off
1: yeah well, yeah. I don't laugh like that. Well,
0: I was trying to, I was just trying to like. Your words are hurtful. <laughs> no, that wasn't hurtful. It was like you, you do the like, leave them wanting more thing yeah. what, with your humor I'll, I'll and let then you know, even turn more. the camera off.
1: I try to, if I'm at home, because a lot of times I'll rush home and try to get home and then do the zoom in when I get home. I'll have my dogs. I'll get one of my dogs in it. And then everyone's like, oh, there's your dog. And then boom, turn the camera off. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. See? <laughs> yeah. So maybe you could have AI do that for you. You could pre-record yeah. your joke.
1: <laughs> hey everyone hi <laughs> yeah huh. i'm in, i'm interested i i want to learn fascinating oh, yeah. you're right i want to learn more about That's that That's
0: so cool are your kids of dating age there's something happening nowadays i don't know if this is new or if it's been a while for a, around for a while that my friend's daughter she keeps not wanting to go on a second date mm. with guys i'll tell you what's going on in just a minute So, I'd like to say I was talking to my friend the other day, but she was leaving me a Marco Polo. (laughs) That's how we stay in touch. Now that she moved away, I'm not bitter at all. Um, Her daughter is a sophomore in college. Okay. And she recently had um, a formal. I saw those pictures on social. She looks gorgeous. I don't know. I assume they dance. It was at her college. Okay. And um, great photos. She looks stunning beautiful she looks just like her mom she's so pretty and um her mom was like so how did it go and she's like oh we had a blast mom it was great she goes do you think you'd want to go on a second date with him they had the corsage and the boutonniere the whole deal mm-hmm. she's like no mom she's like why well whole time i asked him all about himself i asked him a million questions Never asked me one thing about me, and really didn't talk much at all. Wow. and she mm. her daughter that keeps happening. Mm. These uh, young men are not conversationalists, at least the ones that she's running into at her school. Um, I don't want to speak for all guys, that's for sure. But in her experience, these guys grew up playing video games mm-hmm. on their phones, mm. um texting. And she wants, she's a very lively young woman who has, uh, you know, two older brothers that she loves to laugh and talk and talk and talk and talk. Mm -hmm. And they love to talk and talk and talk with her. And so that's what she's used to in a guy and from her dad and her brothers. And so when she gets together with these guys and there's just no conversation, she's like, meh, I don't need to go out with him again. Mm. So I'm wondering. If that's true to a lot of young women's experiences, if the guys are just too quiet,
1: maybe if she's that chatty, maybe a quiet guy is the best thing in the world. For her. Uh, she wants
0: conversation. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. If she's got that much to say, maybe somebody that says yes, dear, yes, dear, is perfect. Not but I get, her. I get you. Yeah, I totally understand that. I've been on the, um, you know. Daughters bringing guys that they're going on mm-hmm. dates to meet me and Tracy, which I always appreciate when they do that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, some of them are just like, weak can shake no eye contact. Don't talk.
0: Yeah. One tough. dude
1: didn't even get out of the car. I walked out to the car. I was like, hello.
0: <laughs> Ooh, not cool.
1: My name's dad of the daughter that you're only going out with once. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Reason your kid has ever thrown a tantrum? Huh. After all, the average child throws a tantrum at least four times a week. Now, parents fessed up to some of the craziest causes, including I wouldn't let him play in the toilet. He didn't want to wear pants, or she couldn't fit a toy inside her toy. <laughs> I think the worst one I ever saw was I was at a bridal shower, Cav. And my friend Julie's little nephew put his finger in the icing and he hated being dirty and he started screaming at his finger (laughs) like it was poison. Well, dads claim they have a slight edge over moms when it comes to controlling tantrums. But get this, only an edge by 3%. (laughs) 3% more effective.